0: How's it going, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Decisions Podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Short, and joining me as usual is my buddy, Andrew. Hello, hello. All right, so we're going to just jump right into this week. We've got the divisional breakdown that we're doing. It's a multi-part series that we're knocking out before the start of the season. We should be finishing up in week one. This week, we're doing the NFC North and the NFC South. We're going to be doing two uh divisions each episode so that we can knock them out in time to get to week one and on week one we are going to be doing a special little uh two for one week episode so we'll have our two for one week episodes so we'll have two episodes coming out week one of the nfl uh season to kind of celebrate the start of the season so uh before we get into that anything you want to throw in there andrew
1: yeah i mean i've been enjoying some training camp bill how how you been you've been oh, watching yeah, and keeping dude. up with everybody
0: well, it's been nice to just get some news. You know what I mean? Just to have some football news coming out, to be seeing some stuff pop up on your phone, to have some things to react to, some uh, some trades that you can kind of do around the reactions to the news. It's been nice. Uh, so I have been liking it. Yeah, but one absolutely. thing. I, one one thing I'd add to that. Uh, any newcomers to the dynasty? The dynasty. Game is, you know, with training camp, your first off season with training camp, you're seeing all this news. You've got guys that you like, you've got guys that you're fading, and you get these little tidbits of information coming out each day about them if they're doing good, if they're looking bad. And Andrew and I were talking about this before the show, but you know, it's kind of a grain of salt thing. I mean, you know, I mean, Andrew, how often do you see something on on your Twitter or something, and you're sitting there like, oh God, I got to go trade for this guy, or I should trade this guy away right now.
1: Every every time there's a minor tweak or someone gets carted off the field or anything along yep. those lines. Or some me dude a little, gets in
0: with the first, with gets the Gets me a
1: little, little nervous, right? Someone who you didn't think or no one thought, and like this cat's oh, yeah. on the waiver wire, but turns out so-and-so was running ball drills over here with the running backs, you know, and that's why he wasn't oh, with yeah. the ones.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, definitely a grain of salt thing, but it can give you an advantage over your other owners, so it's good to stay plugged in. Uh, i know andrew and i on twitter i'm at dynasty decision andrew it's at andrew nf underscore nfl correct
1: correct it is
0: so keep up with the twitters give us a follow because we do tweet some uh off-season training camp tidbits kind of helping you stay ahead of the game which is always important in dynasty you want to be looking ahead as always so uh with all that out of the way let's get started with the nfc north and let's talk about the green bay packers so we're going to go through all the teams and kind of talk about the fantasy relevant players. And then we're going to have like one or two big questions about each team that we're really looking to see. Uh, what what What's this season going to give us in, in, in regards to these questions we have? So, Andrew, the first question we'll start off with, I'll give it to you. Um, what's your pick for the number two receiving option in Green Bay? I think that's kind of what everybody's wondering, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So that seems to be the big question mark whenever they went ahead and traded up in the first round and drafted Jordan Love, everyone yeah. was very not happy with the front office on that one because they didn't give Aaron Rodgers any help there. So right now, I mean, he's got likes of Devonte Adams, Kumaro Lazard, uh Quantum of St. Brown, uh, Valdez Scantling, and then Jace
0: you for trying to pronounce that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but it, they're, the The big breakout that I think everyone's kind of gotten on board with is Alan Lazard for this, too. yes, and yep. I, I agree with that, uh, for the most part, to the extent of it. I mean, he he finished uh, ranked sixty seventh wide receiver sixty seven last year. Didn't even play that many games. So he only played twelve games and he was still sitting behind a lot of people there. I think he's going to be very fantasy relevant this year. I think it's his job to lose as the second um over there. I mean, the cat's a massive red zone monster. he's well, twenty four I, I think he's he earned
0: six, some, five. I think he earned some trust from Aaron Rodgers last season when Devontae was out and, and he kinda picked up some of the workload there. I think him and Aaron Rodgers started forming some chemistry off of that last season, you know?
1: A little bit of rapport on there too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, other, but like
0: you were saying before I interrupted you, six yeah. five. I mean <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's a big, big guy too. He's yeah. a red zone target, you know, when they're not gonna like pound it in if they don't have to. I mean, last year they had Jimmy Graham kinda as that target too. I mean, the next biggest target they have, I think, is Jay Sternberger and he's six four, which I mean he's another guy who potentially could take over like the receiving role number two there too.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm interested to see how Sternberger looks. And then obviously Aaron Jones is used heavily in the passing game.
1: Aaron uh, Jones so we'll is used everywhere. That.
0: Yeah, so just to go through the team, I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams, I think, is a great, you you know, a a top three wide receiver candidate for this year uh, with Rodgers and and just the lack of receiving options they have there. I would have, you know, with Devontae Adams, I feel very safe him as a wide receiver one, as long as he stays healthy. Uh, He did have some a little training camp uh, tidbit. He had some issues with, uh, I think it was the turf toe. It was either today or yesterday. So something to monitor and even more of a reason to kind of hype up the Alan Lazard, the Jay Sternberger, the, you know, whoever's, whoever's going to be the wide receiver three there, uh, even more. But I think Adams is a safe bet for wide receiver one. You agree?
1: I do. And then Lazard there too. And then also don't sleep on the rookies either there. AJ Dillon apparently has been looking really good in camp too. With his,
0: with his massive legs. Yeah.
1: So just kind of just have something in the back of your mind on there too um, AJ Dillon may not be, you know, a taxi squad stash that you would want to add, or you want to add him, sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. No, well, you know, kind of the other question with Green Bay is apparently it's going, they released, it's a priority for the Packers to sign Aaron Jones now to a contract. That's going to be a huge, huge talking point for the rest of this season until it happens. Because like you said, AJ or AJ Dillon, you know, if, if, Jones doesn't get a contract with Green Bay. D- Dylan is going to be in an awesome situation with a coach that wants to run the football more efficiently and wants to run the football more. And it'll be interesting to see what they have in store for Dylan. I- I'm really interested to see what LeFleur wants to do there. So,
1: And like you talked about, his his massive size. I mean, he literally went on record and said, I've not seen a running back built like this dude in my career.
0: I agree. Not with once. That. Yeah. And, and I would say this about Aaron Jones, since we're talking about all the the big fantasy uh, players on each team. You know, Aaron Jones is kind of a, a very polarizing player for Green Bay. I would, with these little rumblings of Aaron Jones getting a contract, that's always been one of the reasons we've faded him, right? And he's also faded this year because of the 19 touchdowns and the, he's due for regression. But here's Positive where I'm going. regression.
1: Positive regression.
0: Well, he's, he's going to lose touchdowns.
1: Right, but he's still going to be relevant.
0: Well, yeah, but he's going to regress in the touchdown category most likely. But so what I would be, I would kind of be interested in maybe looking to buy Aaron Jones if you have some guys that are still like, I need to sell Aaron Jones. Because if he signs a deal with the Packers, he's good, I would say. He's still good. I mean, they use him a lot in the, in the passing game. We already saw what that looked like last year. It was tremendous. Uh, he, he separated himself clearly from Jamal Williams in my in my mind and no, I, would, I would i would feel comfortable if you have a aaron jones owner who's a little bit skeptical of keeping him cuz the the narrative for so long has been sell aaron jones sell aaron jones sell aaron jones if you could kind of sneak a little low ball offer on him and get him might be a good time to buy before he signs that deal
1: nope absolutely just to kind of like you said uh, reinforce the negative notion in his owner's minds, like oh he's not going to sign you know yeah, running back the back market's going to be very flooded next year he's not going to get paid
0: yep so I, I think it'd be a good a good move. Uh, right. let's go let's go on. Is there or I guess we should talk about quarterback real quick. We missed out on that. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I'd like him for this year. Do you still see him as an elite quarterback? I mean
1: Yeah, I mean he's still a good quarterback, you know. He's he's not
0: elite is the question.
1: It, elite is a tough word to associate with Aaron Rodgers. I still think that he is a serviceable <laughs> quarterback. But I also think that there's a reason that Green Bay went out and drafted Jordan Love with their first overall pick and yeah. traded up for, or not, yeah, with their first pick, not first overall. But they've been saying that he's been looking kind of needs some polishing in yeah, which camp you as would well. But I'm not too worried about it. Aaron Jones, I think, is, or Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers is good for the next year or two. I agree. But beyond that, who kind of knows? Maybe pulls a Brett Favre and jumps around a little bit.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, and look, if you're in a super flex league, now's the time to get Jordan Love. I mean, buy him now and just let him sit on your bench. With the draft capital he had, he's going to eventually be worth something. So,
1: Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to move into the next team, and I'll let you take over this, Bill. It would be yeah. the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Yeah, so, you know, Minnesota's a team I'm actually kind of excited uh, to to watch next season. I mean, obviously, uh, they lost to Fanski. Um, but they still have Kubiak who's a big, you know, it's gonna be they're gonna be run heavy. We already know that. It's gonna be a Dalvin Cook uh, bulldozer r- right in your face and with some Madison in there too. To me, I'm excited to watch, obviously, as LSU fanboys, we're excited to watch old Justin Jefferson get to work there. I'm really excited to watch that. I'm also really excited for Adam Thielen. I really want to see what does Adam Thielen look like when it's not the kind of one A one B situation we had with him and Stefan Diggs. I mean, a lot of people and I, and I can get on board with this. I see Adam Thielen is having wide receiver one upside this season, and uh, I could definitely see that happening. I think he's going to get a lot of target share. I think he he can do a lot with that as long as he stays healthy and can stay on the field. Um, we should see you know pretty major, pretty major numbers from Thielen. One thing I'd be interested in watching with them is, you know, there's two players on that team that I'm kind of looking at to break out this season. They're both receiving threats, and it's gonna be obviously Justin Jefferson breaking out as a rookie. I think he might be the rookie wide receiver one this season if he can get on the field and, and do what he did at LSU. That's that's
1: but, pretty bold.
0: <laughs> rookie wide receiver one. Yeah, I just mean like out of the rookies. Who else do you think would be? I'm saying.
1: I mean, there's a there's a bunch of people who have. I mean, I, he's he's got stout competition. I should say.
0: I, I I totally see Justin Jefferson maybe being rookie wide receiver one. So I'll stick by that. Uh, but him or Irv Smith Jr., which one's going to have a bigger breakout season, and where's the value at? I mean, if Justin Jefferson ends rookie wide receiver one. You're still paying a high price for him right now if you're buying him in leagues, but it still might be worth it, whereas Irv might be a little bit cheaper. But I still think he... I mean, I was seeing some training camp... Talking about training camp again. Here we go. Seeing some training camp videos with Irv. And he was looking damn good. I mean, I just... I like them both. And, you know, the Stefan Diggs target void that's been created, I mean, they're going to go to some new guys. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on there. Uh, Andrew, you tell me what you think about the running backs there. Where, where are you at with the old Dalvin? Um, so Dalvin is... Where Where do you have Dalvin overall in running backs right now?
1: Ooh, he's still he's still a running back one to me, but I think well, he's Well, obviously, more but I like, yeah. want a he's, he's He's... Oh, goodness. I would probably put him, put the him in, the, in the latter half of it, like 10, 11, 12. Um, wow, okay. Strictly because that dude has the most... He's just injury prone, man. He's, play, he's 11, played he hasn't played well. He hasn't played a 10, 11, 12. Yeah. He hasn't played a full season yet. It's been onto his fourth year now too. And he's had an RB1 finish once. So if people want to buy that at the value and take him in the first round in the startup, I mean more than more than happy to let you guys have that there. Because before that, he played eleven games in two thousand eighteen. You know, with he finished RB thirty. So,
0: yeah, I'm looking at it.
1: Just my two cents of it. He can't stay healthy, but whenever he can, he can produce. But it's a matter of whenever I need him, like
0: oh yeah, yeah, to worry about that.
1: He's he's you know I mean last year I was in the finals and I went and started Mike Boone (laughs) and God yeah I know. Um lost that one, but I still believe in some of his backups. Alexander Madison is obviously a top tier handcuff. I'd put him right alongside uh, Tony Pollard down there in Dallas,
0: with oh, for probably sure. being
1: the the two most valuable handcuffs that you could have at the moment, too. And even Mike Boone, um depending on your league's rules, he's not a bad person to pick up just to kind of ride your taxi squad to see how Dalvin Cook's contract talks are going to go with the Vikings.
0: Yeah, because they just broke it off.
1: The latest news is that exactly they don't. Have I think he'll
0: play problems. out the year, and he's uh, going to. There's no no doubt. Probably in my mind. re-sign. I mean, he deserves a good contract. I mean, RB six and PPR last year. I still think I have him as like my RB seven, maybe my RB six still this year. Uh,
1: so, I'm fading Dalvin a little bit just because of his, his injury proneness on it. That's yeah, that's strictly I don't, I don't, the reason.
0: I don't blame anybody for for the fade there. Uh, I just. I mean, he's a beast. He's got the he's got the scheme that lines up with him. But you are right; the injury concerns are are alarming. So, yeah, that's 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 the where I'm at with Dalvin. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins is kind of one of those guys. There's not much to talk about. The guy's extremely efficient. He's an undervalued quarterback, and and uh, superflex for the value. I think he's a great pickup.
1: Most he's. Uh... Of the time. He's just not that sexy pick, you know? He's not that he's not Dana Jones. Sexy. He's not the Baker Mayfield or Jackson. Doesn't he have accents. a bunch of kids? Uh I think it's Matt Stafford has a bunch of kids, right?
0: Oh, I don't know. Well, if he does have a bunch of kids, <laughs> I guess his wife thinks he's sexy, but we don't He loves his sexy. wife
1: though. His he does love oh, his wife. Yeah, he he does. does. Oh yeah. That's exactly That's right. Never mind. He's he's a he's a good role model, he is, but he's also Mr. Consistent, man. I mean he's, I like yeah. Oh yeah. He's finished he's like in he's in the top half of quarterbacks every single year you know a good a, buy a,
0: at the value for sure
1: absolutely and then his backups i i mean even then i don't i don't see anything coming out of them no, too much no. they're they're much more valuable backup quarterbacks than for the minnesota vikings so
0: let's go to chicago
1: the with the bears the, the bears
0: so sure chicago with the bears who's your favorite player on chicago
1: Anyone who doesn't say Alan Robinson may be crazy.
0: So, well, okay, well, overall, yeah, obviously, that's your like top <laughs> fantasy asset. But like for the price, who would you add for for Chicago? For who's the price, uh, yeah, that's a I little mean, bit more interesting to me. Than this is say. this who's is your, someone we've
1: right. This is someone who we've talked about before. This is David Montgomery. I mean, I agree. He still is slept on as a, a little running he, back. I'm he's seeing getting, he's the gaining value. Traction.
0: Oh yeah, people are starting to the the narrative has a little bit been set. I know a lot of analysts have been saying the same thing we're saying and and going out and buying Montgomery. I think he's going to get a lot of carries and you are seeing the value the market value rise, you know.
1: No, absolutely. And then I mean the the with David Montgomery too, we've talked about it before. His biggest cap is Tariq Cohen in that backfield and they've gone out and said that yeah, with PPR, but they've also gone out and said that David Montgomery's catching the football pretty well and that Tariq Cohen may take a couple more carries than he did last year. So I think it's going to be anything that he would lose in like yardage off his carries, he's going to make up for in PPR points. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: and hopefully he just sees an overall better fantasy season, so he should rise in value. It'll be interesting to see what Chicago's offense looks like uh, going into this season i mean they were so disjointed last year and i really think they're going to try to utilize montgomery more and run the ball more efficiently and run the ball more and uh I, i'll be interested to watch them as well that's a team i'll be looking at and Allen robinson you know we were talking about value with montgomery i'll just go right into robinson with he's another extra for the price i mean robinson's a wide receiver one candidate and he, his price is not as high as a lot of the other guys in that conversation. So he's a great buy. I mean, you look at what he did last year with Trubisky. I mean, it was it was excellent. So the guy is a PPR machine. He's a beast. He's cementing himself as one of those kinds of players. I'm a little bit surprised that Chicago hasn't tried to sign him to a bigger deal.
1: That could be, Yeah. I mean, that, that's something that's going to come later in the year, too. But if Chicago, and I mean, I could be the GM from it, they stopped signing frickin' tight ends. Like, I, they, could yeah, pay, I <laughs> they could pay Allen Robinson, you know? I remember after the draft, after they drafted uh, Cole Komet, they had 10 tight ends, including their reserve and taxi squad. I was like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for that many tight ends in the NFL. But Allen Robinson, I mean, he, to me, he's a lock wide receiver one.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. Even, He's a big,
1: buy for me. Yeah, he's a huge buy. He's 27. He's 6'2", 220. Massive. I mean, he had seven touchdowns last year. I mean, he's he's a good player on... he had With a bad
0: 154 qu-
1: targets. He had a very other. bad quarterback last year, Think too. about
0: those targets. 154. That's the number, to me, that is, like, good God. I mean, the guy is getting so many balls thrown his way, it's just, like, out of this world. Oh, and it's, it's not insane. like they've... Yeah, the only... The only other to me it's Anthony Miller and then Tariq Cohen are the only other like receiving options.
1: For now. I mean, there's still some deeper options, deeper stashes, like Riley Ridley. Um that I mean he's he's gonna be good too. And they decide Ted Ginn this year too, but he's aging <laughs> is I guess is the way to put it. He's thirty five. He can still he can still ball, but he he's not someone who I'm going out there and trying to buy right now. You know, Ted Ginn should just be a little bit faded out there, but I agree with you uh, on all of
0: yeah. that. He should be on your waivers.
1: Yeah, should be, should be. Unless you have a really deep, you know, 25-person and
0: extremely deep. So, yeah, that's with Chicago with me. I mean, I, I I think that pretty much covers it with them. I mean, it'll be really interesting to watch Montgomery, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with the quarterbacks, if Nick Foles or Trubitsky I was is gonna- about. to...
1: I was about to go into a little bit of that, too. Um, whoever wins out this job, and this is just my two cents and my claim on this, don't expect them to finish the season, whoever wins the job. either so one. So you think them. it
0: might flip-flop?
1: Yep, I think there could be, you know, kind of like a running back go with the God. hot hand, which is, it's scary to Ugh. think. But Ugh. they're both average quarterbacks, let's be real.
0: What the hell? I, like... Chicago needs to figure something out get Aaron Rodgers (laughs) I mean like please it's just awful like I think Trubisky has a a real like shot at starting again it's gonna be weird I'm not excited about that but
1: yeah I'm not I'm not looking forward to it I would have thought
0: for sure Foles it would have been like okay he's for sure starting like Trubisky just sit your ass on the bench but it doesn't seem like that's the case from what we've heard, even though we haven't heard much, but that kind of seems like it's still up in the air, which is crazy to me, but whatever. So we'll wait and see on that one. Um, but uh, uh, anything, anything you want to throw in there with Chicago?
1: Nope, I'm done with Chicago. Do you want to move on to uh, our final NFC North team, which would be the Detroit Lions?
0: Oh, yeah. So, you know, with the, the Lions are another interesting team for me a team that's really reliant on, obviously, Matt Stafford staying on the field and staying healthy, and a team that could really have a lot of exciting fantasy options at different levels of the value scale, kind of, for me. Uh, Some guys I'm excited about, obviously. Kenny Galladay is going to be interesting to see how he plays, to see where he finishes. Uh, he He was the leading touchdown scorer for receivers last year, and it'll be interesting to me if he can maintain. I think he had 11 that last season. Uh-huh. It'll be he interesting did. to see if he can maintain that, if it goes up, if it goes down. So obviously Galladay, real hot player that, uh, you know, should be signing a deal. The other thing with, obviously with the lions is there's nobody. Quintes Cephas is the only uh, receiver that's on contract after this year. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on with Galladay. And then the other guy I'm interested in receiver is Marvin Jones, who's an oldie, but a goodie. That's and, a uh, that's
1: a big kind of someone who's been overlooked quite a bit in terms of produces. For a,
0: for a win now team, pick him up. He's a red zone target. He always does well. And uh, you're gonna have good production for a super cheap price point with Marvin. But to me, what the most exciting thing about Detroit that I'm most excited about is I can only a lot guess of shares.
1: I can only guess. My boy
0: DeAndre <laughs> Swift. I can't wait to see how long it takes them to just completely overtake any – we won't even know carry on who at the end of this season because DeAndre is just going to run away with everything, I think. And I'm really excited to watch him develop and him play and how they're going to use him. I think they're going to use him a lot in the passing game too, which is exciting. Uh, but I can't that, – that's my most – that's my biggest thing with with Detroit is is watch DeAndre and see how he does. But
1: No, I'm right there with you yeah that's that's the big question mark is the wide receiver re-signings too but we we've talked about him before and i can't believe you didn't even mention him is tj hawkinson man how can you forget about tj a well, he's, highly on con- touted he's on contract step. too oh well, no i understand that he's signed but you didn't mention him and like well no i was just adding that too. like
0: him and uh, Steffes are technically
1: 10-4. like still around the, the only people who are left around there too
0: yeah um, uh you know i i mean if anybody listened to our show with uh the buy, buy low, sell high stuff with sophomores.
1: I'm just yeah. hesitant with the injuries. I still am, too. Um, And it, a lot of people sleep on Matt Stafford, too, man. I'll, we didn't really touch too hard on him there because a lot of people sleep on him because of recency bias and the, the yeah, age-old saying in, in, in fantasy football is, what have you done for me lately? Well, Matt Stafford, you played half the season last year and you didn't do jack squat for me. So... Do you know what the lowest finish that Matt Stafford has had since playing a full 16 games in Detroit?
0: It's probably pretty. It's probably pretty high. It was yeah. Like I would say top 20 for sure.
1: Yeah, so 20 has been his lowest, but he's been consistently five, seven, nine, top 10. Yeah,
0: top 10. Oh well, dude, Stafford's a Stafford can bomb. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. The guy can throw when when he's you know when he's asked to do so, and and can sling the ball around. So I he's agree. only Stafford, thirty-two. Yeah, he's another good buy if you need a uh, if you're in a win now situation. Only thing with Stafford is that back the back stuff it just keeps getting it keeps coming up, and it's like oh, God, it's a little scary
1: like, for him. You yeah, know because it's it, one of those it, recurring injuries.
0: Yeah, and and again in a win now situation, you know you don't want to be. It's okay to get some of these like. Injury like AJ Green, Matt Stafford, these kind of guys that have injury concerns, a, a Todd Gurley for the right price. For a win now team, it's okay to make a gamble on some of these older guys with injury concerns, but you don't want to be like all in on them to where, like if Matt Stafford goes down, you're screwed. You know what I mean? Like, right. you don't want Stafford. to
1: be your only option.
0: Yeah, like in Superflex, I'd love to have Matt Stafford as my third QB. Have like another young QB up there, and then my QB one, and kind of like, okay, Matt Stafford's playing real well. I got him starting over whoever. And, you know, I got Justin Herbert sitting on the bench, and I can, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, eventually you can flip flop, but for right now, when you're winning, you've got that, you've got Matt Stafford just out there slinging, or like a Jared Goff or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nice to, uh-huh. it's, I I'd love to have him on my roster, but I definitely don't want to be leaning on him because he scares me. That right back there thing with keeps you. coming up.
1: Yep, I um, agree on there with you too. And his handcuffs, also really not worth talking about. Chase Daniel, David Blau. We've seen what David Blau did. Oh, last that year.
0: was yep. that was horrendous, <laughs> horrendous. Uh, so are we going down south?
1: Let's go down south, buddy.
0: All right. So first team. Oh, I'll let you talk about these guys. First team. New Orleans
1: Saints, the hometown I heroes. I don't know anything about them. I'm looking at guys? your. I'm
0: looking at your name on Discord right now, and you got the freaking Saints logo as your <laughs> avatar. No, so, we don't know anything about.
1: them. Yeah, I don't know anything about them. So the New Orleans Saints, my team, yes. who I've been following for a long time, have plenty of fantasy assets, including first round startups, uh, startup picks, including Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. Who, if you're taking Michael Thomas. Good on you. Good pick. Alvin Kamara, great pick. Anyone on the Saints, great pick. But the, the person I'm really looking at on this team right now is, is actually Emmanuel Sanders. And the Saints picked him up for a two-year oh, deal. I know. Everyone's tired of hearing about Emmanuel Sanders. Well, we all know that Alvin Kamara is running back one, upside. Uh, Michael Thomas, definitely wide receiver one for the indefinite future yeah yeah you can add me on twitter on that one if you think uh if you think i'm wrong michael thomas only runs slants nobody's gonna
0: argue nobody's gonna argue that with you
1: but the big thing coming in is emmanuel sanders and they signed him to a two-year deal and the saints have never truly had a wide receiver two and traquan smith didn't really work out with them he didn't do the role that sean payton drafted him to do So we went out and picked up Emmanuel Sanders, formerly from the Denver Broncos, formerly from the San Francisco 49ers. He's old man, but he's very, very volatile and he's he's consistent too. you know, like if you need like a consistent, you know, wide receiver two to wide receiver three floor, he's there. Yeah.
0: That's just one of my
1: my my takes on him, too. But. I think I think he's going to be one to watch for this year. I think Drew Brees may be one of the better quarterbacks he's played with. I know he played with Peyton Manning, but that's beside the point.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, he'll be a good possession receiver kind of guy. Get the, get you know, with Michael Thomas getting all the attention, he's going to get from the defense. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be able to pick up some of the pieces there, pick up the scraps, and and get the job done. Move the chains for the Saints, which will be nice. So I do agree there. I just I don't know. It's hard for me to buy Emmanuel Sanders. I think if I'm winning now, there's better options. But that's what I'm saying. I might be yeah, win
1: Now mode is what I'm saying. Oh, for you, sure. If you're, but I'm just saying, if you're looking I think... in the future with a 33 year old wide receiver, I mean, you should probably no, reevaluate your dynasty I think there might be assets. better win
0: now options uh, that you could get. But Emmanuel Sanders is not bad, and he's probably cheap as hell. So it wouldn't be a bad pickup um, for me. I'm really interested to see how Alvin Kamara bounces back with all the injuries he was dealing with, apparently, with his knee. So I'm excited to watch uh, a healthy Kamara come back, get utilized a lot by Breeze. Because honestly, I think Kamara is the wide receiver, too, and the running back one for that team.
1: Yeah, no, Uh, that's fair, too. I mean, the guys had like 100 100 targets every year, except for last year, at 97, tough.
0: I think I think he's the I think he's the wide receiver two RB one and you know is going to be again heavily utilized in in both the passing and the running game. He's a beast. I still have him as a top three running back, top four running back uh, when healthy and, and playing at full capacity. So I'll be excited to see him bounce back in PPR this year and hopefully bump jump that ranking. He's Uh, a a top five
1: back, too, and actually just updated 14 minutes ago is that he actually entered starting contract extension talks with the New Orleans Saints.
0: Good. That's always good to hear. We should pay him.
1: We should. want Him
0: and Michael Thomas. So I think the big question that everybody's asking about New Orleans, and I will ask this to you, is what happens post-Breeze, and who is going to take on, who's going to carry the torch?
1: Man, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this too, but I still think that it's famous Jameis. I, I well,
0: do. You're not getting any flack from me because I personally am super excited about that.
1: I think that was one of the greatest offseason signings that we could have done. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, fantastic. I think Jameis Winston, uh, a lot of people freaked out on him, but he's I love been it. a fantastic. I love it so much.
0: Fantastic.
1: I'm going to eat a W. Yeah, eat a W, right? But he, he has receivers that he can deal with. He has a good offense. He has a good mentor. He has a quarterback centric coach. He has he the can system. See. He can see now after LASIK, even though, I mean, there's been science and reports on all that, too, but whatever.
0: Yeah, but I think not, that I think Jameis Winston. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think Jameis Winston takes over the number two job after Drew Brees leaves um, or takes over the, the reins. Number one. Whatever. Yeah, sorry. He's number two now. I think he beat Daltasian yes. Hill um and i think that he learns under drew Brees for a year this year and i think that he comes out and as then he comes completely out a different player complete he's always been a gunslinger i think he comes out a completely different player than what we saw in tampa bay for all those years
0: i'm excited i'm excited to watch uh if if he does get it in a year i mean throwing at michael thomas would be crazy throwing at alvin kamara uh, a guy I'm gonna put on the radar of anybody listening to this to go out and buy if Jameis Winston it, becomes it
1: it better be the person I'm thinking of.
0: It's Deontay Harris.
1: Okay, I like that one too.
0: Yeah, you didn't even know what's you don't even know where I'm coming from with this. I Deontay didn't. Harris I I absolute speedster and deep ball threat. Uh 5'6, 170. The guy is elite level speed. Uh, we saw it a little bit last season. Not much, but a little. He had some big plays. If Jameis is back there chunking deep balls, he's gonna love having a freaking speed runner back there. So
1: didn't didn't Jonte Jameis have Harris. Deshaun Jackson one year down in Tampa as well? I, and I, Deshaun I'm not Jackson sure. like ball but out? Mike
0: I'm Evans is fast as sure. hell. People don't realize how fast Mike Evans is in the deep ball. I mean, obviously Mike Evans is a much better jump ball specialist than Harris. However, Jameis can sling it, as we all know. So I think it's a good buy. They ball. were
1: overlapping 17 and 18. They both played together down in Tampa Bay.
0: All right, gotcha. so who's next?
1: Next one, we have to talk about Can we save them for last just cuz we're homers?
0: No, <laughs> let's do it.
1: The Atlanta Falcons, Bailey, talk all you want about them, buddy.
0: Okay, well, I'm trying to think who I'd want the most if I was going to pick one guy at the value for Atlanta Falcons. <sighs> And I think I know my guy for the value. I might go Julio.
1: Oh, that's true. People are fading it because people are me. like, "Oh,
0: he's old. Just buy him and go win now." I mean, yeah. really, it's Julio freaking Jones. The guy's a monster. Um, you know. In Atlanta, the biggest change we're going to be seeing here, I mean, we got Julio Jones. We all know what that is, absolute monster. I think we continue to see the same production out of him. Uh, Calvin Ridley, who's been getting a lot of love this offseason, a lot of hype. I think Calvin Ridley continues to improve, and as Julio does get older, um, Calvin kind of starts to soak up more and more uh, target share. Russell Gage is a name on that wide receiver three conversation. I'm not ready to give him that full attention. I do like him, but...
1: Not to, not, not to plant your flag just yet?
0: No, I'm not ready to just sell myself out to Russell Gage, even though I do like him. He looks good, but we'll see. Hayden Hurst, I think, is going to blow up. And Matt Ryan was actually just saying something good about Hayden Hurst uh, today. I I, think I think
1: think Hayden Hurst is a a great bargain bin buy right now.
0: Yeah, he's kind of becoming not a bargain bin because everybody's on it. But I agree. I mean, Austin Hooper, who is actually a good tight end, everybody wants to act like he's not. He's been doing good in training camp with Baker, but uh, he's been making all the catches and stuff. Hooper and Hayden Hurst are kind of similar to me, where it's like you know these guys. They're not exciting, but they can catch, they can get the job done. And that's what, I think you see another Hooper-like output from Hearst. It's just a, you know, re-roll that same movie, which totally great. Who wouldn't want that? Uh, so I'm all about Hayden Hearst, especially at the value you can get him at right now. Uh-huh. Uh, Andrew, I think the biggest question, and you tell me what you think about this, uh, is what's what's going to be going on with Gurley? I mean, that's going to be the biggest fantasy question i think for the falcons this year
1: right so the big thing with him will probably be him staying on the field right so the big problem that he had back in los angeles was McVay yes, we, all, wanting we all know to about one knee mcgee that's right but mcveigh wanted to limit him to potentially see if he was going to resign if he was going to stay over there but i think with this one-year deal with atlanta either one or two things is going to happen they're, they're, they know that he's not going to be the future and they're going to run him into the ground and he's going to come out of the end of the season with no knees, retire as an RB1. You know, one of the greater running backs to play the game. Okay,
0: of what's the other football. option?
1: The other option is they just kind of hold back on him if he's very efficient and then they go with one of his backups. His he backups goes. aren't bad. He has exactly Ito Smith, Brian Hill, and Quadre Olison, who has been impressing people at camp too. Once again, well, while by the way, Gurley has
0: been getting load management on uh, for camp.
1: So take your pick of what uh, option you think he's going to be on there too. But I think Ito Smith, Brian Hill, and Quadre Olison are all good assets to have around. Yeah, I mean Ito Smith's good too. You know he's been around. He knows the system. He's in his going to his third year, correct?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: third year, third year. Okay. So his he's he's done pretty well. He's he hasn't had the the workload, but I think his rookie year was whenever people were really looking at him. Whenever he was behind, who was it? 2018 was that? Was that yeah. Kevin Coleman that year, or was that still Devonta Freeman?
0: I think it was both of them.
1: Yeah. So Ito would be the one to own out of that backfield in my eyes, but I think that. Ryan, Hale, and Quadra Ellison are at least worth a look at to maybe keep on your bench just in case Gurley doesn't have the gas to finish the season.
0: So I was buying Gurley out as a win-now guy uh, in some leagues, and i got to be honest with you, I've flipped on that. I'm done. I'm getting off Mr. Bones' wild ride with Gurley. (laughs) Uh, I just can't do it. There's too many red flags, man. When I started seeing this stuff about how he's not in training, I mean, this is a new team he's with new system i get that gurley's a veteran i get that he's an elite level talent he he knows what to do at the running back position but the guy's not practicing already i mean he's already needing maintenance days and stuff like this i mean th- the writing's on the wall personally if i'm a gurley owner even if i'm winning now again like i was talking earlier if you're winning now and you have these guys on your roster that you're relying on that are injury prone like gurley that's risky business Uh, I think this is a situation where if you can find somebody that's willing to pay you for the name value, sell it. Get out of there. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I respect
1: that. I respect that. I was all over Gurley.
0: I I was all over Gurley, like, even a couple months ago and, like, all through the offseason. But I just – my gut's telling me to just get out of there. So that's where I'm at with him. But, you know. It is what it is. I it do is think a is. huge, a huge value buy because people are super fading him, which is stupid to me. Is Matt Ryan and Superflex the guy? He's he's worth the buy, especially again if you're looking at winning soon. Uh, I'm all over Matt Ryan. I mean, I think he's going to have a better year than he did last year. Last year, by the way, he finished QB eleven, which was uh, he's usually a top ten QB. I mean. I am all I'm all about Matt Ryan. He's only missed like 3 games in his career. Think about yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I know it actually is true. I think there it's you 3 go. games overall. In
0: 10 I mean, years.
1: He's durable, he's reliable, and it's funny too cuz if you actually look at his stats which I'm looking at right now, every other year he's a, he's a quarterback 1 and guess what, 2020 he's supposed to be well he's always been a quarterback 1 or mid quarterback 2, but he should finish what like top? I see seven? him finishing top. top yeah, seven? I was
0: about to say top eight, top seven would not surprise me. Uh, especially again, it's so much rides on the gurley. If gurley can at least be serviceable, that gives the Falcons a more dynamic offense. It gives Matt Ryan more room to work. And Gurley is an elite pass catching back. So if, if Gurley can stay on the field and stay efficient and stay as a and, and stay on the field as a weapon for Atlanta. Matt Ryan's value, I'm all over it. I, I like buying Matt Ryan. I'm all about
1: buying Matt Ryan. He's for got sure. a fantastic wide receiver core. This exactly.
0: Year. I mean, one of the best in the NFL.
1: I agree with that. I do. I I think that even even we say we don't want to like stake our claim on Russell Gage just yet. Russell Gage is he's priming. I feel like he's oh, priming. Oh well, and
0: especially when you have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones carving the defense. Uh you you've got a great situation for a guy like Russell Gage to get in there and get Great work as a, as a wide receiver. Three. Nope, so, speaking right. of really Absolutely. good wide receiver core, let's go on to the next team in the NFC South. Let's Ooh. talk about old Tampa Bay, old Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, Tampa Bay Gronkineers. That's what so, I'm calling them, at least. Tell me about the
0: receivers first, since, I oh. asked you about, since we were talking about them. Who's, who do you like more for 2020 with Tom Brady, Mike Evans or Chris <sighs> Godwin?
1: And you are gonna put me on the spot. I knew I, f- I had a I had like a feeling this entire time, like looking at our notes, that whenever we got to this, that was gonna be one of the things you were gonna ask me. Well, and you know, I like to like ask you questions. I know, I know. And here's my answer. It's gonna go against the grain because he doesn't go as high as this other pick, but Mike Evans is my pick for him.
0: I agree with that.
1: I love Mike Evans, and people who are fading Mike Evans, you guys are crazy. He's still. I think that his floor is like wide receiver 14. I truly think that's his floor. I mean, his 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 lowest finish was wide receiver 23, like his second year in the league. Ever since then, he's been a oh, mid-wide receiver two to a wide receiver one.
0: And mostly a wide receiver one.
1: And mostly a wide receiver one. And Chris Godwin's had one good season. So, smaller sample size. I know it's been a couple years since he's been in the league, but I'd... Don't get me wrong. Chris Godwin is very talented. I still think that Mike Evans is the go-to guy there. I really do. He's got yeah, size. Especially
0: as a red zone target. Yeah, exactly.
1: Size. He's got speed. I mean, he's a matchup nightmare for a lot of people.
0: I agree. And, and he's on contract till 2024.
1: And he's on contract for a long time. So he's an investment is what we call those. Yeah, People two.
0: are always like, oh, I don't know. Mike Evans has been around for a while. It's like, dude, the guy's on contract till 2024. Like, if you own Mike Evans, you do not need to worry about selling yet. I mean, you got at least a year or two before I'd even consider worrying about it.
1: And not only that, he's 27. Like, relax. You know, that's, exactly. not, that's not old for a wide receiver. I mean, we have the likes of Larry Fitzgerald still playing in the league to this yeah, day. Yeah, I mean,
0: outlier there, but for sure. I mean, I wouldn't worry is, about but- Mike Evans till, like I said, two more years. I'd, I'd start kind of looking at it. Maybe next year, if he has a good year, maybe. Right, but, uh, I think
1: I think that they're. I mean, even even their wide receiver three. Um, they've been saying that Scotty Miller has been like really really good in camp, and even then, like they're. Excuse me, hold on. They have um, Tyler Johnson, who came in from Minnesota this year too. Who I mean, I feel like they're going to be a good dynamic duo, kind of, going one and two there. But even though Scotty Miller looks like he's going to get the nod out of those, but. To answer what do your you question, think about Mike Gronk. Evans? I think that Gronkowski has not played football, and I'm gonna fade him. Are you
0: buying or sell? You're
1: yourself. So I'm selling him. I am. I think I there's just, better. Yeah, I think there's better players out there who do a better job at what he does. I think he just wanted to come back for one last hoorah with Tom Brady.
0: I'd be worried about injuries for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean it. it you look a little bit slower coming back after not playing in the NFL for a little while. So we'll see how he does this year. I mean, he's got his old quarterback, so who knows? Maybe he will go out there and impress people and wow people like some, some. So let me ask you this. Individuals
0: quick, going back to the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans conversation. So in a startup draft, who are you drafting first?
1: Oh, That's so tough.
0: I know my, I, I that I really is, a, and it, it's it's situational. I, I, would I mean, still, I would still draft Godwin over Evans in a startup.
1: In a startup, I would too, strictly because of the sample age. size. That age. well, yeah, in the age. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, Godwin has like a wide receiver one finish already, and he did really well. But like you said, he's four years younger than three years younger than yeah. Mike Evans, so he has longevity and I think that Tampa Bay would rather pay Chris Godwin than they'd rather pay Mike Evans. In well, they're not, gonna,
0: they're not paying Mike Evans again after 2024. Not, right. Not, not another four-year deal, probably.
1: Right, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They, they won't do a four-year deal, sorry. <laughs> well, oh, we didn't
0: even talk about this with Tampa Bay, so I'll talk about it a little bit, is the freaking running backs. What the hell is... I mean, what do you even think about this running back room is just an absolute disaster travesty. yeah it is a travesty i mean i don't know who to look at as like you know I, I will just say this real quick if you trade if you drafted keyshawn vaughn sorry in your rookie draft i feel bad for you and you shouldn't have done that because you should have done your homework and known that that was not a good draft anyway um unless you got him like somewhere in the second but you probably didn't and i think it's just a total crapshoot in there i mean I don't know if there's any running back I really want to overly own. Uh, I, I guess Ronald Jones, there's some upside there, but even there, I mean, you're looking at LaShawn McCoy, Dare Ogumba Wale, You know, you've got all these guys that are going to be taking touches, taking targets, taking carries, and who's going to emerge as the guy? I don't know if there will
1: be a guy. I don't I think-, think there will be a guy. I think it's going to be a committee.
0: And all I've seen about Keyshawn Vaughn is that he's just, just, he's just gotten his, to quote what I read from a beat writer, he's gotten his ass blown up. So,
1: I've I, seen he struggled in pass protection, which, as you saw last year, Bruce Arians pulled Ronald Jones for the exact same thing. Well, he did
0: that with Vaughn uh, yesterday. Apparently, Vaughn went out there and got his ass blown up, and then <laughs> uh, Arians just yanked him right off the field. So, yep, it yeah, happens. I, it's just it's too much of a murky water situation for me to get overly involved in. If I could buy Ronald Jones at a good price, I'd buy. But that's the only one I'd have any interest in, in grabbing, I, but only I'm at a cheap too. price. If LaShawn McCoy is price.
1: on your waivers, you should probably pick him yeah, up. Don't that's don't
0: the... don't jump in the, the hype train here of Yeah. Like, oh Ronald Jones Ronald Jones. I don't. Let's not get crazy here. I still think you know a, a running back two finish for Jones would be good.
1: I would. I would be I mean, very I, happy. I would, I would say that's great, actually. Yeah,
0: that, that's where I'm going. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah. That, I would be extremely pleased with that outcome.
1: So yeah, don't don't yeah don't buy into the training camp hype on there too. And like I said, if LeSean McCoy is on your waiver, I would pick him up too, because from what it looks like, that he's gonna still get some work. He's gonna run. You know,
0: he he's gonna run. get some carries. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, right? At least for another year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Bill, I think uh, we can wrap this episode up, huh?
0: Oh, you just don't want to talk about
1: Carolina? Oh, I completely forgot about wow. Carolina.
0: I was letting I you going a segue, and you just took a giant shit on that.
1: I did. I am so you sorry. You pull your head out of your ass. That is my fault. Um, so the last team that we have to talk about at <laughs> the NFC South is... Carolina Panthers, holy crap. I completely looked over them in my notes, man.
0: I know you did. We we all know you did now.
1: Yeah, anyway, everybody does.
0: I know. I'm excited about Carolina. I'm excited about a lot of teams, but I am excited about Carolina as a Joe Brady fan. I'm sad we had to lose him at LSU. But to me, the biggest question is going to be, does the offense that Joe Brady so graciously graced us and and the rest of college football with last year at LSU, translate to the NFL and being such a highly productive fantasy offense. Just really quick to go over some stats with what it looked like at LSU. Um, For receiving, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 55 receptions, which is crazy. Uh, Justin Jefferson with 111, and Jamar Chase with 84. Both had over 1,500 yards. Uh, Thaddeus Moss had 47 catches, which is crazy excellent for a tight end i mean where i'm going with this is a incredibly incredibly just prolific offense in the college level and i can't wait to see if that translates over to carolina because they do have some really interesting weapons i mean you're looking at obviously dj moore and and his rise to stardom and fantasy superstardom is going to be interesting to see if this guy can continue to build on what we saw last season showed that he's quarterback proof Showed that he's able to create something out of nothing, so to speak. And and with Teddy Bridgewater back there and Joe Brady calling the plays, uh, does DJ Moore take the next step even further to that wide receiver one lock, top six, top eight dynasty wide receiver uh, prospect that we're starting to say that this guy might be? Uh, I'm really excited to see that. The Curtis Samuel hype is building in training camp like it always does. Uh, every year since Curtis Samuel has been in the league, we have to deal with this. I'm not buying yet. <laughs> I, like, I like Curtis Samuel, but I'm not buying yet. I want to see it on the field because I've literally heard it a hundred times with Curtis Samuel. I mean, Agreed. we all know the guy's a beast. Let's see it. And, and Now, I will say this year I'm a little bit higher than usual because I think Joe Brady. Look at Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase look at to the, get a 1 2 punch, a dynamic yeah, 1 2 punch. Exactly. Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, they have the t- that's talent there that can do that. So if Teddy Bridgewater can facilitate, uh, I feel confident that Joe Brady's going to call the plays to allow that to happen. Other than that with Carolina, I mean I think that's the big question, right? Is what does the offense look like? Can Teddy Bridgewater facilitate a high-powered offense that we know Matt Rule and Joe Brady are going to bring to the table if possible? And then we're just going to see CMC continue
1: to just run amok on the league. <laughs> dominate. Dominate, yeah. catch everything, run everything, score all the touchdowns.
0: Exactly. I've I've seen some rumblings of people saying, like, CMC may not finish as high as we've been. I, that's bull crap. The guy is
1: yeah, he's a running wide back receiver
0: one, one, running back one in one. Uh, yeah. I mean, just don't even question it. He's the most expensive player other than Patrick Mahomes and Superflex. Mm-hmm. He's the most expensive player in Dynasty. Especially after that contract. So
1: Yep. As he's he I mean, he's locked in for his, his inevitable future over there yep. with a new system with new coaches who obviously wanted him and are surrounding his uh his supporting cast just to be focused on him, you know? Sign a new quarterback, traded for a new quarterback. Just oh yeah, well sure. he's
0: walking into just a badass situation. Yeah,
1: this is everything. Like this is ground up over there in Carolina and Christian McCaffrey will be the centerpiece and will continue to be the centerpiece, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be him and DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is a monster. I'm really high on him. So,
1: What do you think about their new signee and Robbie Anderson?
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't even talk about Uh, You know, here's the thing about Robbie. I mean, we, we need to see what Teddy Bridgewater looks like throwing the deep ball. That's been a notoriously uh, weak part of his game. Uh, so we'll have to see how that goes. You know Him and Matt Rule have a history from Temple, uh, Uh so I think that's interesting. And Robbie Anderson's a good receiver. He's a good deep ball threat, but Curtis Samuel kind of is the same thing. I think Curtis Samuel's a more dynamic receiver, though, than Robbie Anderson. So I think Robbie Anderson gets some relevance as a wide receiver three. But, again, I I need to see it on the field. I'm going to have to see it on the field. The translation of it. Well, I think DJ Moore is the most—obviously, I'm most excited about him. But the reason why is watch Teddy Bridgewater when he was playing last year with the Saints and watch how he used Michael Thomas. And that, to me, is going to be the DJ Moore uh, comparison to draw. Safety blanket. Yep. He's going to just fill the guy up. Throw him. And it's going to be a possession receiver kind of thing. He's just going to—DJ Moore is just going to be all over the field— uh, on these quick slants, on these quick crosses, and stuff like that, getting just tons of targets, tons of receptions, and just PPRing it up. And I'm most excited about that, Robbie Anderson. I, I just think it's not a good match with Teddy Bridgewater's skill set. Now, I could be wrong, and and we'll see. But I, I'm more excited about obviously DJ Moore kind of making that next step. And I'm also excited about maybe Curtis Samuel finally does get to unleash the potential that we're always told that the guy has. So that's where I'm at with, with Carolina.
1: Just to touch on him, just because you didn't talk about him either. Greg Olson, long-time player at Carolina, vacated this year and left and went to the Seahawks. And he's being replaced by Ian Thomas, who a lot of people are touting and hyping up as well. I think that Ian Thomas steps into a good role. I yeah. think that he finished, I think he finishes, you know, relatively safe i don't think he's going to be anything spectacular no but i think that he can build from it there too under the joe brady system and under matt rule i think yeah that he, he's, he's i think he's going to be a safe floor player for a title he's end.
0: a he's a tough one for me i i have some shares and i've i've recently uh tried to move around some and the market doesn't seem huge which you know how i am i i like players that have good market that have good trade market and You know, it'll him right now, I just want to see him get on the field and and see what it looks like. I mean, we saw Thaddeus Moss was used really well in Joe Brady's uh, Mm -hmm. offensive scheme, so I'm all for it. I'd love to see the uh, the uptick there in value, and it very well could happen, but it's another one. We're just going to have to wait and see what they look like when when they start playing.
1: Yeah, you just got to prove it, right? Exactly. Just prove
0: it. Let's see it.
1: That's right. I like that.
0: All right, well, I do think that wraps it up now that we have talked about the Panthers, Andrew. We sorry, sorry Panthers up. fans, my bad. Yeah, yeah, I know some that listen to the show that will be offended by that, but anyway. That's okay. Um, yeah, that wraps it up. I like it. If you have any other questions, like we mentioned earlier, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Um, I'm running the show's Twitter, which is at Dynasty Decision on Twitter, and Andrew, uh, I butchered yours earlier, so what's the Twitter <laughs> handle?
1: It is at Andrew underscore NFL.
0: All right. So yeah, get on there. Give us a follow. We drop some tweets occasionally of what we're thinking and who we're fading and who we're hyping. And don't feel free to hit us up in the DMS. Let us know some trades you got going on. We'll give you our opinions and our thoughts. And uh, like we said, we'll, we'll discuss it on the show. Even if you, if you give us a good one, we'll discuss it on the show. If I got one that I know I'm going to trip Andrew up with, I'll hit him up for sure. uh, Mm -hmm. On the spot on the show. So once (laughs) again, everybody, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for jumping in. And if you don't mind, if you're listening to us on the Apple Podcast app, drop us a five-star view on there. We really appreciate it. Uh, Anything else, Andrew, before we roll out here?
1: Nope, nothing at all. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your time.
0: Later.